Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I am your host, Katie Thompson, and today we have part two of episode one with Carol Kay, the bassist extraordinaire who is literally the most recorded bassist of all time, and you probably have never heard of her before, but that's okay, because you came to the right place. Carol is going to talk to you a little bit more about her incredible career, what it was like to work as a studio musician back in the 1960s with the elite group of musicians called the Wrecking Crew that were responsible for every number one hit that came out of that era. So without any further ado, here is Carol Kay. You know, like once you got back to Los Angeles and you, you know, it started up your studio again, you know, how long did it how long did it take to kind of break some of these bad habits that some of your well, students it, were presenting? It, 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 immediately, I, I was seen as a threat to everybody. <laughs> the, the manufacturers were, were making bases that too too heavy, like 10 pounds too heavy. You know, uh, uh, you, you can't stand up with more than eight pounds on your on your strap because you're you're going to get hurt. You know, I've I've seen big guys. Big strong guys pass out at concerts. Big strong guys standing up with a heavy bass, and they pass out and then go to the hospital and all that stuff. And wow. They wondered why. Yeah, you yeah. know that's crazy for one. And then to play with the wrong technique, you're, you're going to cripple up. You're going to get that CTS and get crippled up. So I, I saw some young men in their twenties have surgeries, and they were never able to play again. You know. Oh. Because of that, yeah. So that that's what I saw back in the 2000s when I came back to play and teach. You know, so here I am. I'm 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 like a, a, a lady with an axe, like lighting those bases up. I was going after the manufacturers. I was going after the wrong teaching, after the so-called schools teaching the wrong crap. You know, it just it wasn't fair to the musicians who didn't know. That it wasn't them that they were doing it wrong. They were being taught wrong, right. and they were using the wrong kind of heavy bases and everything. You know, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But you know, I'm I'm not one to to back down because everybody was was doing it wrong. I'm I'm gonna go after that because I I know what's right for for people. You know, from my experiences. You know, and uh, uh, and so I I I I, I was out there banging heads and everything, <laughs> trying to get it done right, you know, so that, that's what I did. And it helped. It really did help, you know, because now, now they're on to it a little bit better, you know. Right. Right. So so what's your favorite bass that you've ever played, Carol? Well, of course, I have to say that the bass that, that everybody had to play back in the 60s was, was the, the, the Fender Precision. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a bass that got the sound. It's the bass that everybody wanted on their records and their movies and their TV films. You know, it was the sound. And you had to mute a little bit uh, for studio work. You you mute to get rid of it, not to dampen the sound, but to uh, to, to to mute out some of the extraordinary 
that bad overtones and undertones that the bass produces so that you, you want a, a very direct, good sound on your bass. So uh, a pick play, they always wanted you to play the bass with the pick on flat, round strings, and so we all did that in Hollywood in the in the 60s, every hit that you hear coming out of Hollywood that was played with a pick, whether it sounds like a string bass sound or 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 a tinny sound or whatever sound. I had one bass. I was able to get a multitude of different sounds on that one bass. See? Mm-hmm. But I traded it in every two years to get new strings. <laughs> I had no time or patience to change strings. I'd run in the music store on my lunch break and you know they'd have a bass ready for me i go okay i'm taking it you know sometimes i'd get to the date and i noticed that the neck was a little off so i'd have to take the neck off real quick and put a shim in the neck you know it wasn't always a perfect bass but but with your uh muting and your picking system of flat wrist and you're going to pick at the end of the neck not near the bridges where, where where you don't even get a sound. You know, uh, you have to play with a pick on flat rounds. They didn't even have round rounds back then. But round rounds eat up your picks, and you have to play two, two or three times as hard to get a, a sound. flat round strings. You you barely have to pick it, and you get a big sound out of them. You know, yeah. so so you you knew how to do it to get the right sound on both the film and the record dates. And it's important to, to if you're ever going to record, <clears throat> you got to go in and listen to yourself to make sure that it's fitting with the rest of the band, that you're inventing the right line, that you're not trying to cover up where the singer is singing. You, you're there to back up the singer and the music itself. That's your job. Yeah. And if you do your job, then then you do the thousands of record dates that I did, think. Yeah. That that that's what it was. It wasn't about yourself at all. You're you're not paid there to be a star or to be a show off or anything. You're you're there to make everybody else sound good. Mm-hmm. Right. And you in a in one of your previous interviews, you had made a statement that I it really stuck with me. You said that stars are pre-made and are set up to be criticized. Musicians are in it for their talent and to make money at it. That's their business. Right. Right, it, it was it was a big business recording is, and it, it's still a business when you you know I'm I'm not I'm not trying trying to de, 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 um, demote the, the stage uh, you know we we all did stage work before we did studio work so I'm, sure. I'm well aware about uh, how you have to look on stage and like that but the stage work changed with the TV audiences say mm-hmm. uh, when when I was playing it. it, it, it TV was brand new. It, it, it was radio audiences that listened to the music more than seeing that thing. But in the 70s, then you had rock stage groups with the smoke and all that stuff on stage. It was a, a visual, more the visual. And as long as you played loud, it was okay, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I still played jazz in the 70s. But I, I saw, I went down to catch a rock concert one time. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, you know burst your eardrums maybe you know yeah. but it, it was a visual experience see so you don't but that's what you've got to concentrate on when you're on the stage you know I'm, I'm not saying that it takes it doesn't take talent to do it it takes a lot of talent and work to get it down, down pat 
uh, I'm, I'm not into that. I'm, I'm into music and sound by the ears, see, especially recording. That's what you got to do, you know. Yeah. So it, it's different. It's a different world. And uh, but so, but still, when you're playing in a band, no matter how you got to look, you still got to sound good. You still got to make it groove. You got to have a perfect sense of time. Your time has to be perfect. Can, can you imagine bebop jazz? All, all those fast sixteenths. If no, nobody had a good sense of time. Oh, it'd be you know, a mess. It'd be a train wreck. Yeah, be a train wreck. Uh, big bands have to have time because they're playing together on arrangements that people dance to. See, mm-hmm. so yeah, so t- time was of uh, the importance. Uh, you know, but not not so much on stage. You, you you can rush and drag a little bit because it's more the visual experience that 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 they sold. Not 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 so much the the the, the music, which was always loud. You know, uh, so but we 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 sold by sound. We sold music because you had to be uh, make records that sounded great on the radio stage. So that, that that's what the sound was there. Yeah, that's the difference. You know, absolutely. So, so what was uh what was your f- like if you could give us a fond memory of like one of the most fun sessions that you were in what would it be? Oh boy, it would have to be uh um jeez, I don't know. <laughs> even even some of the the Phil Spector things were fun for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the dates were fun if, if it went went real well. Sometimes it didn't go good. You had to make take after take after take, but you still try to make it fun. The guys used to kid a lot, you know, and I'd kid back with them a little bit too. So that 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 kept the spirit up. You got to keep your 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 happiness going during the day. No, no matter if you're working with somebody you can't stand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I played with a drummer whose time was very off and off, and I'd have to pull him. Come on, this is, this is the beat right here. You know, you pull him along. You know, he, he finally got got it together. But you know that that wasn't fun. But there's a lot of fun dates. Uh, you know, I, I I'll send you a list of the ones that I I considered. One fun date I know was feeling all right. Now, I got to set it up by saying, we cut that late in 68, see? Uh, and this is when the music started to sound kind of bad, you know? So we, we were on quite a few dates that were not fun. That is like, ugh, you know? And here we got onto this, and Joe Cocker was singing, and it was a simple song, but it was Latin kind of, Latin kind of soul. So that, that, that was perfect for us. So we, we just fell into a groove and we liked it so much. It was fun, you know. And I've gotten uh, on a Ray Charles date with uh, Earl Palmer on drums, by the way. Uh, uh, I don't need no doctor. Mm. Uh, I followed the, the way that the chart read, you know, the bass part was with the horn. Something like that. And I changed it about midway. I went boom, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 kind of an offbeat thing. And it just swung. It swung so hard that we begged Ray for another take because we liked to play it so much. You know, that kind of thing. It was fun. It's about mid 60s. It was a big hit, too, for Ray. He was always good. Great to work for. You know, he, he never came on to me. In fact, most, I never had anybody on the date come on to me because, you know, the bass was my weapon. Right. If they wanted, if they wanted a hit record, 
they called me and nobody messed with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I not only made a lot of money, I helped others make money to it too. Because the bass was very important to the hit records in the 60s. Oh, yeah. I just, I love that, that you were just, you were the one that had to be called for those hit records. And so nobody right. was going to mess with you because they're like, no, you don't, you don't make Carol mad because she's going to make yeah, your record work. Right. <laughs> well, well, this, this drummer and I sometimes got into it, you know, and I learned how to out cuss him. So he, <laughs> he didn't mess with me either. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and the guitar player didn't like the way that I was getting all kinds of, Yo, Carol, you know, at the end of the page or something, he said, oh, you dumb cunt. I thought oh, you dumb trick, you know, so I just give it back to him. <laughs> and I said, well, you, you're kind of sexy for a fat guy, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you, but women have always done that. You know, a lot of women don't know today. We've always had women in jazz that worked with the men back in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. I've, I've sat and talked to, to some of those older women and we laugh about all the things that we pull on the men to, to, to just shake them up and get 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 all the guys to laugh at them. you got to have a, a sense of humor in this business, you know. So, oh, sure. Yeah, so that that was the way it was, you know. And, and, and I, I knew that there were women, but knowing that there were women didn't make me play. Uh, I played because I was poor. I was uh, living in the projects, cleaning apartments and stuff like that. And, and I had a chance. I I, I didn't know my, my teacher knew uh, uh, Les Paul and all these stars and everything like that. He, I accidentally got a job with him at the school, and he taught me guitar, and all of a sudden I'm playing music, and I loved it, you know. <laughs> it's love of music that made me want to play. It wasn't because I was a girl and there, there, there were other girls. I didn't think like that. never thought I was a woman. I, I was a guitar player, <laughs> and then I was a bass player. You know, you, you don't, do, do I mean, do, do men say I'm a, I'm a man bass player or I'm a male bass player? No, no. they say I'm a bass player. Women should do the same thing. Absolutely. Well, we're equals. <laughs> Absolutely. Or better. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that in. I'm but glad there, you did. I mean, there for a while, I, 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 I was number one call for many years in the studios. Yeah, I, I knew they had to have it. And then I taught all the men how to make up, how to invent lines and make up lines on the bass. I taught them how to do that. You know, because they, they, they didn't know how to do that. I think that's awesome. So that you had you had other bass players calling you, going, "Hey, Carol, how do I do this?" Right, right. Uh huh. That's uh -huh. that, that. That's actually what happened. And it was funny because they they come and wait in my house, you know. And and uh, I said, "Okay, now don't come early because you'll make so and so nervous," you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, and and they were all quiet about who who took lessons from Carol Kay, but they all took lessons from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? That's but hilarious. I, I, I knew the power of the electric bass. And I, the, the thing that brought brought it to my attention the most, I got on a Sunny and Cher date. And, of course, Sonny, by the way, was very sharp in the booth. A lot of people don't give him the credit that he deserves, you know, because he, he was, he, he was oh, oh, not, not as good as Phil Spector, but almost. You know, he had some good ideas, too, you know. Mm -hmm. And he was, was good to work for, it. really a good soul, you know. And I, we all saw that 
romance start up with him and Cher. They, they used to come for the Phil Spector dates, you know. So anyway, so we wind up working for him. I was playing the, the demo bass guitar, and they, he had Bob West on the Fender bass. That's all. They had the two of us playing together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he brings out this tune, and he's singing, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He can't sing through his nose, you know, really. <laughs> and we're playing dum 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 and we all looking at at each other like, uh oh. <laughs> so Leon Russell tries to invent a little bass line on his piano and I tried about two or three times on the dance. The third line I came up with was Bum, 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 ba, da, ba, ba, do, ba, ba. And the whole tune came alive. I go, oh. oh, shoot, listen to that. I, it's not that I'm patting myself on the back. It's just that it was all of a sudden it was apparent that this dumb song, and he couldn't sing it too good, but all of a sudden it came up a hit record with a bass line of all things. Now, I, I was starting to play bass at that time. So that 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 woke me up about. You know, I, I was getting a lot of calls on bass, but I, I never really thought about it much as being a, a a lead instrument in that sense. But yeah, the bass line could create hit lines for a for a song that didn't move or a singer that wasn't good enough. You know that kind of thing. So wow, the power of the bass was apparent then. You know I, that and everybody felt the same thing. Like well, wow, mm-hmm. one line. <laughs> Did it, you know. One line, and then the entire face of that song completely changed, and it's now not, not only not, not only that it, it it was the theme of their their TV show too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that bass line did a lot a for them. Line, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just just amazing what, what what you can do on bass, but you have to be careful on bass not to get in the way of the singer. When, when, when I got on on a date with the Barbara Streisand, by the way, you know, we did that uh, memories. Da 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 da. da. Um, the whole band was there, the strings and everything. It was a beautiful big band, you know. Marvin Hamlish was the conductor. It's his song, you know. So anyway, so she she was late getting to the date, and then we did take after take after take. I just did what he said. He warned me. He said, "Don't do anything more than boom de boom." I said, "Okay, you know, you know." But it was a big band, and with strings and everything, you have the weight of a band. Then you have a singer who's singing it great. But nothing's happening. It's not a hit record, you know. Mm. So I knew what it needed. It needed some movement on the bass here and there. But you have to be careful where she's singing to stay out of her way because she, she, she's a star. The singer is a star. You can't be showing off licks and stuff. You've got to re- remember who you're working for, yeah. you know. So so uh, take take. 33, I, I went for it. I said, oh, shoot, he, he'll probably get mad at me, but I'm going to do this. <laughs> so I started to add a little bit here and there, and the drummer looked at me. He, he knew what I was doing, so he added a little bit on the drums. We put the hit record feel on it then, and that was her big, big hit record, you know, and, and she, she was singing and holding notes on going, do 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 you know, that kind of stuff, <laughs> backing her up great, you know. So you have to be careful with singers to make sure to feature them, especially when when they, they, they're great like she was, you know. Yeah. So I've done a lot of things like um, Wayne Newton, I, I played guitar 
Junk of Shame, ba 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 da you know, it's just, and I'm doing Junk Chong Ching Ching Ching, the jazz style. It was so much fun to do that. You know, I enjoyed that too. So, but you're still playing according to the singers. It's very important. When you've got a great singer on there, Ray Charles or something, you're going to play and let him have the space and then create. You don't have to fill in spaces. Sometimes just just blank space is good too, you know. But you've got to put a framework around the music a little bit to kind of make him sound good you're making the band sound good you're making them feel great so that they can dance to it with their loved ones and stuff like that yeah absolutely there's there's so much feeling in the way that you talk about how you shaped your bass lines and I think that is so incredible but and you're attributing all of it to your knowledge of jazz music when you were coming up Yes, experience. It was just experience. And I, I think it's because I was playing jazz. See, now in the clubs, uh, half the musicians were into um, uh, hash. That, that's kind of a form of pot, you know. I think some of them got, got into some heavy drugs, too. When you're playing with people that you really admire and you care about, you know, I, I really cared about those guys a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you see them kill themselves with drugs. Oh, my God. But there are times that when they're on drugs, they're, they're going to play a, a, a solo, and it's great. All of a sudden, they drop out. You, you know what's happening. You you fill in some kind of lick to get them back on track again. Mm-hmm. That's your job, see, as, as, as a background guitar. And I, I learned how, how, how to solo, too, on, on stage there. When you, get, when you play jazz, you, you never rehearse. You get up there. And what, whatever tune it is, somebody may go ba da ba 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 da da da. You know the tune it is. You know the key. Everything right. And you jump, just jump right in and play. No rehearsals. You you know how to play it. And you invent every time you play. You're inventing something new. So that that's the experience I'm talking about. But I did put a lot of those lines, lines, bass lines into many, many books so that they have a, 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 a dictionary of great lines to learn and to have in their head so that if they hear something, you can hum a bass line to it and, and see if it'll fit, and, and then you use it that way, that kind of thing. So it's important for, for bass players to think, to think like that. Because the ones who do that and, and, and don't go for themselves, don't go for soloing and themselves so much, backing up others. If you back up others real well, you'll work. Yeah. You, you, you'll be called. Yeah. Especially if, if, if you sight read, too. If, if you can pick up some sight reading and know, know how to walk, too. Because there are some groups that you could play rock in, and then all of a sudden you got to learn how to walk. But ding, 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 boom, bit of little so learn how to walk a little bit too that means learn your neck learn the chord notes yeah you know, so, so that's the that, that it, it, it's easy like that when you get away from these people with the bullshit you know there's so much bullshit out there i'm sorry to say that but it's true they, no, they're it's posting fine. it online as if they know how to teach <laughs> you know <laughs> so you you you, you it's just baloney if you just don't waste time with those kind of things and just dig in and learn the real stuff. It doesn't take long to know how to play. It works. The stuff works. You know, 
And the feedback that you get from your own ear can tell you that, you know. Yeah. And it's fun, you know. It's so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So so how many students are, are in your studio right now, Carol? Oh, no. I, I stopped teaching. Oh, you I, did? I have, I, I have worn out my rotocuff. My, my, I've worked 77 years, so but my, my, my rotocuffs are worn out. And when you do a publishing company, you you can talk to post office employees that have worked in the post office for a few years. Mm-hmm. They, they have the same problem. Ah. The, the, the shoulders wear out. And I think carrying amplifiers and carrying instruments for all, all my life, too, kind of wore everything out. You know? sure. No, it, it's worn out. I can't even lift the bass now. So, oh. you know, good luck, everybody. And I, I, I've got a keyboard, though, and I'm learning keyboard. <laughs> oh. The fingers work. Fingers work, but not the shoulders, you know. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, yeah. then I think I, I was actually going to see if maybe I could uh, ask for a lesson from you. But I'll tell you what, I'll just go online oh, and I'll uh, buy your books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the stuff works. You, you know, you, you, you'll be so excited when you learn a few things that, that it, it makes you want to learn more, you know, so you, you, you'll love. And, and, and it comes with CDs and, um, I mean, DVDs on the courses, you know, so, yeah. So it, it's really good stuff, and I've taught so many years that you 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 know that you're with the best, you know when you when you're when you work with the with the products, you know because it, it, they they do work. Now my son runs the business now. He he grew up with it anyway, so he he lives about about three miles from me here. They have a horse ranch out here, you know. So so it's it's fun to be around around him and and see him see him really take it he's run it before i've had him run it before but you know but now now i say okay you you got it i can't even move my arms anymore (laughs) (laughs) can't even put a half gallon milk in the top shelf in the fridge anymore you know so that kind of thing but it's okay you know i think i've done enough you know well, I I think you've done quite a bit, and it is it's been an absolute pleasure and joy to to talk with you. And so, before we completely wrap up here, I was wanting to ask, as as a pioneer woman in the industry, what is your advice to other females who are trying to come up right now? Yeah, well, you know, I used to give give this advice during seminars. I I I, I tell the men that. Jump, jump off! Don't, don't, don't hurt the women. You know, just, just stop it. You know, you know, and and so the women would get and, and that now for you women, I said, really care about the way men play. R- really like them as fellow musicians. You know, I've seen so, so many women just hate men, and that's not right either. You know, sure, sure. Some of the men are are gonna gonna trick you into this and that well you just got to have a sense of humor from number one number two no you don't have to take that shit but <laughs> le- learn how to fight back with humor because when you get people are laughing at the men they stop you know <laughs> yes they do they, they, they don't like men to laugh at them they, they want uh uh they, they, they want uh to, to be admired for attacking a woman see so that's it, 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 it's a it's a psychological fear that some men have when a woman is good. If you're great, just be glad that you're a good professional and, and let it go. You don't have to uh, 
be friends with all, all men. You know, you're not going to be friends with all men. There's always going to be some men that are, that are jealous and all this kind of stuff. Be careful. Don't date the men. <laughs> don't ever date the men. Stay away from married men, especially, you know, too. So it, it's important who you date is not the ones that you work with. You don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. Yep, so, I've I've heard for years. Don't don't date anybody in your band or in your in your right. vicinity that is oh. in the music community. <laughs> it it causes a lot of friction. It, it it and then it takes time to you know get through it. Uh, it it's important to always be pro- professional until you you feel like you can be friends with the men. It's it's okay to be friends. I've been friends with Earl Palmer since uh, 1957. <laughs> he died in two, in the t- t- 2008. That's quite a few years, you know, 51 years. Yeah. And we, we were friends to, to the end. We fought, yeah. We, we fight on the date, you know. Uh, he'd get me or I'd get him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we, we were deep down friends. I, I love his wife, too. Important to be friends with the wives and the girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, assure them, because that, that, that could be trouble, you know. You don't <laughs> want them, want, want the women to be... Uh, worried about their men, you know. So yeah, right. but, but but the men are usually great if you're professional, and and you c- conduct yourself. You're not there to be a star with because you're a woman or something. Forget that. You're you you're one of the guys and be proud of that. You know that that's my feeling. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be one of the guys, don't be a girl. <laughs> you know, they're 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 not always saying I'm I'm a man. Baby. I'm a man drummer. No, forget that. Yeah. It's not man or woman. It's musician, you know. Yes. It's not man there you or go, woman. See? It's musician. Exactly. Exactly. There, there are many women musicians in classical that you don't know about, you know, that, that, that were great musicians. And, then, and even in science, there's been women who have done things that are, are that even Einstein claims. You know, he had a he had had a first wife, by the way, who was a scientist, by the way. Oh, so wow. how much of that is his, and how much of it was hers? You know, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff like that in history. You know, but women are used to taking a back seat. That's okay. You know, well, just 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 get the respect and the money. Yeah. You know? There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Respect and money, right? Yeah. Well, Carol, thank okay. you so much. Nice to talk to you, Katie. You, you, you know, I'm very pleased to talk with you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time, and and I'm so glad that we were able to spend this time together. It, it, this was just a wonderful chat, and I'm really grateful to you. Thanks, Katie. Now, now stay in touch with me. Let let me know how things are going. You know, so. I will. I will absolutely stay in touch with you. Thank you great. so much. That, that's great. Okay. Nice to talk to you. And oh. My best to all the women out there and the men, too. I love, I love you all. If you play music, I'm with you. <laughs> I do not think that I have done anything so freaking cool in my life. Uh, Carol, thank you so much for making a dream come true for me to get to, to speak to one of the musicians that is responsible for the music that I grew up on is incredibly humbling and 
so incredibly inspiring. So I promise I will stay in touch. I hope that you enjoyed these interviews. And for all of you listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed this time that we got with Carol on the show. So thank you again to everybody who is listening. Please make sure that you check out the link in the show notes uh, to still enter into the giveaway. We still have a cup and a magnet that have somebody's name on it. So please check out the links in the show notes and then uh, winners will be announced shortly. So thank you again, everybody. Keep rocking and man, just share this, share this episode with everybody you can. Thank you so much. <laughs>